0: around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you all, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. First of all, darling, we want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas (laughs) and tell folks everywhere that we are Uh, celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. We hope this holiday season has been one where you have been able to focus, keep a sound mind and the joy of the Lord and have much comfort and much joy during this season. Uh, Terry and I are taking some time here to visit with you today and uh, post a brand new podcast on the air for this week and uh, help you get ready for the new years, new um, all the new things that we know God has for you, things that we've never seen before, things that we've never experienced before. And yet God has a great plan. He has wonderful things in store for every single one of us. Of course, we know that hell always has an alternate plan, but that's why you have the Bible, and that's why you have that inward presence of the Holy Spirit to give you Um, an advantage over all the things that the world or the enemy and or would have prepared for you. So we want to talk to you about those things. In the meantime, if you'd like to call a friend, tell them about the podcast. Uh, You can go to our website as well at terrymizeministries.org, or you can just find us at terrymiz.com. And there you'll find our ministry schedule Uh, You'll be able to purchase products. You'll be able to communicate with our office with either uh, some praise testimony that you have or a prayer request. We want to hear from all of you, and we're so thankful that you're out there listening. And you can also find us uh, on Facebook and um, be able to get information and news there from us as well. So, darling, let's begin, and let's just share with the people uh, the new things that we know that God wants to talk with them about and encourage them today.
1: Well, all right. Why not? <laughs> you know, Christmas is is um, always is such a I don't know. It's such a special time. Absolutely. And uh, it always, uh, as far as I'm concerned personally, you know, I always go go down the line of 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 Christmas is just such a heavenly event. Yes. I mean, heaven invented it. Heaven, yes. heaven thought it up. Yes. And uh, Christmas is the absolute most prophesied event in the Bible. Uh, it's the most anticipated event yes. for four thousand years. Uh, God said to every prophet that ever came along, He said, "Say this, He's coming. Right. Say He's coming." And so That's every prophet right. said, "He's coming. He's yeah. coming. Yes. He's coming. He's coming." You My know, uh, you know, Moses prophesied in Deuteronomy eighteen eighteen and said, "A great prophet's coming," mm. talking about Jesus. David prophesied in the Psalms and said, "A great priest is coming," yes. talking about right. Jesus after right. the order of Melchizedek. Uh, uh, Zechariah prophesied in Zechariah nine nine and said a, said a great king is coming.
0: Right,
1: And so uh, the prophet, the priest, the king, right. you know there was only three offices in the Old Testament that was ever anointed. There's only three offices That's ever right. where they took the horn, they filled it up with oil, and right. they poured it over somebody's head and anointed them, symbolizing the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and God anointed them. And that was the pro- the office of the prophet, prophet, the office of the priest, and the office of the king. That's and right. Jesus was all three of those. And Moses prophesied a prophet's coming. David prophesied a priest is coming. And Zechariah prophesied a king is coming. He'll, right. be, he'll be riding on a colt or on, the, on a donkey and, and coming into Jerusalem. They'll put palm fronds down <laughs> and say, Hosanna to the king. And, right. and so the Hosanna, prophet, the priest, and the king. Mm-hmm. Jesus was the anointed yes, prophet, hallelujah. the anointed priest, the anointed king. And so Christmas is the most anticipated That's right. That's right. and the most prophesied and the most talked about and the most, the most uh, holy event right. that, uh, that ever took place. And and it just prophesied over and over. And God says, yes. say it, say he's coming, say it, say it, say it. Every time a prophet would show up on the scene, God would say, say it, he's coming. And so they'd say, he's coming, he's coming, he'll be born a virgin. The the, the government will rest upon his shoulders. He'll be born in the city of David. He'll be well, born in Bethlehem of Judea. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Right. And you know, he finally came. <laughs> and we call it Christmas. Yes. And of course, when he came, uh, <laughs> the church didn't know it.
0: No, they missed it. The
1: church has proved... <laughs> throughout her history, that you can live right in the middle Middle. of what God's doing and miss it.
0: And still miss it. And
1: the church missed it. Right. But then they missed his death. They missed his burial. They missed missed his resurrection, resurrection, (laughs) you know, and the church can still miss it today if she doesn't stay sharp and stay in the word and realize that, hey, we're supposed to be the most informed people that there is. And yet the church can get so busy, Renee, doing good things that they miss the best thing.
0: No, that's right. You
1: know, I've often said that 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 good is the enemy of best, right. and and that's what church is. Church is good, and church people are good, and they do good things. Man, they build hospitals, and they build orphanages, and they take care of widows, and they take care of the poor, and they they do, the church just does good stuff all the time. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff all the time. But because if you don't watch out, you can get so busy doing good that you miss the best.
0: No, that's right. And
1: that's what the church has done many many times throughout history. They've done so much good, so many good things. Right. And then some, the best shows up, and they miss it because they're busy doing good.
0: My, so it's, my, a, my. It, it's
1: a, it's a, it's uh, a, it's a slippery slope. It's a tightrope that the church needs to walk, and realize we need to have one ear and one eye <laughs> to heaven, no, and one right. ear and one eye to the Bible to see what's right. what God said's coming and what we should be expecting to come. But anyway, thank God for Christmas. I always get, I guess, rather wordy about Christmas time. I like Christmas. Well, I do. And too. it's the most my, my, prophesied most event, to. the most anticipated event. In in the scriptures, and yet yet the church just blows by it and says, "Oh well, you know, Christmas really wasn't December, really wasn't the twenty fifth. It was (laughs) probably September. It was probably this. It was probably that. Who in the world cares?" No, that's exactly. Christmas came, and Jesus came. Thank God, the Savior is born.
0: Many years ago, uh, and you'll remember this. Now, I was on the radio there in Corpus Christi for about fifteen years, and every year at Christmas, I would be talking about the Christmas story mm-hmm. and telling folks about it and and to be sensitive to people around there. And I would always get the three or four callers into the radio program about people that were upset about sure. Christians oh, sure. celebrating Christmas. There's and always
1: the three or four know-it-alls that want yeah, to prove yeah. how, how spiritual they are and how much they know and tell and you they, they don't like Christmas trees, <laughs> they don't like Santa Claus, <laughs> they don't like Christmas presents, and they miss the whole thing. Well, they just miss it
0: yeah they missed the whole idea the whole concept you know renee
1: you're in you're in dean's uh uh youth group went to jamaica with me many times over the years all three of your kids Matt, allen and abby been to jamaica with me all my kids have been with me so many churches and church groups have been with me for decades over 25 years i took kids to jamaica and taught them to win souls and every year we were there i just mentioned this to abigail the other day every year we were there there was a street preacher and this little old street preacher, bless his darling heart and ignorant <laughs> head, as Brother Hagen used to say. He, he always had one britch's leg rolled up. I, we never figured the significance of that. But he always had on long <laughs> pants with one britch's leg rolled up to his <laughs> knee. The other one's down around his ankle where it's supposed to be. Mama. He had a do-rag around his head.
0: Yeah, I'm getting the visual. He
1: always had a, a pencil, a number two pencil. Uh, stuck in one of his ears, not in his ear hole, but, but behind, oh, right. between the do rag and the ear. My, my. Always had on one side of his head, he had a pencil, a number two pencil, a do rag, pants rolled up one leg, and then he just preached and just screamed. I mean, his voice was just so burned out, you know, and he'd just, ah, 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 and just scream oh, these sermons.
0: Yeah.
1: And every now and then, he'd bring out this group of ladies, and these ladies were all dressed in white and uh, And they all just danced, they just you know I guess dancing girls is one of the oldest things in the Bible, <laughs> but anyway I'm uh, trying to
0: take all this in. oh yeah, no, this visual, was this was every visual, year this was every this year and all
1: these kids that ever went with me, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds oh, of kids oh. that went with me over over decades, that they, they'll all know this guy, But my point of bringing it up on this podcast today is this is that we would stand out there, Renee. And we would win souls. I would train those kids in soul winning. Uh-huh. And we would win souls like shooting fish in a barrel. We won souls and won souls Hallelujah. and won souls and won soul. I mean, it was easy. We won people to Jesus. I taught those kids to stop somebody on the street, shake their hand with a good handshake, look them in the eye, right. and then lead them to Jackson's in here with us today and he's doing the, the, the audio and the, and the all the uh, production. technological and yeah. production stuff here. And Jackson's been with me in Jamaica. In fact, I remember. I remember one time, his daddy looked over at him and he contacted me and he said, "Uh, you think Jackson's okay?" And I looked over there and Jackson's witnessed it to a SWAT guy, to a local Jamaican SWAT oh, guy my who's got who's all decked out with all his body armor and his helmet and his his M sixteen <laughs> and and Jackson's wanting to Jesus, you know, Hallelujah. And but anyway, my point of all this is. That that old street preacher, bless his heart, Mm -hmm. would stand up there and scream and yell and condemn and damn and never won a soul. Not all the years I was there. Did I ever see him and the dancing girls win a soul? My, my. But never have an altar call. Never pray for a person. And yet right under his nose, we were winning souls like shooting fish in Isn't a barrel, that amazing? which which goes back to my original point, which is why I told this story, is that the church has proved she can live right in the middle of what God's doing no, that's exactly and miss right. it. That's exactly he would right. absolutely preach through what God was doing and miss it every time.
0: <laughs> and that's so sad because the church will do that. Just like you said, I was thinking uh, earlier here about Hebrews chapter three, where Paul said, now warn and admonish and encourage one another daily for the days are dark. The days are dark. And people, um, as Christians, I think I've said this recently, that I feel like that the thing that the church does consistently that is erroneous is that we miss the obvious and that we miss the very day of visitation sometimes sure. that we live in. So we just want to... Um, you know, help you take a check up from the neck up how you're thinking, because it's how you're thinking about something. Yeah, you that... might
1: have hardened of the attitudes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And we we just want to be here as a voice kinda of, uh just to encourage you, cheerlead for you, and help you realize that it's important that we are alert and awake in these last days and that we do not allow The subtle voices of the world to diminish because that's everything that uh, humanism. Secular people, progressive ideas about that they want to do away with Christmas. We can't say Christmas or we can't offend anybody or we have to just call it happy holidays.
1: Yeah, I've never done that, you know.
0: Yeah, no, and we're gonna continue <laughs> to be very bold. And that's the thing the and Lord given wants to Giving credit
1: where credit's due. You yeah. know, Mr. Trump has totally changed that. One year ago, yeah, Mr. Obama was telling us we could not say Merry Christmas. Right. Kmart and all these companies were out there saying you can't say Merry Christmas, it's all happy How foolish. holidays. How foolish. And uh, you couldn't have a Christmas tree you'd have a holiday tree and you couldn't have christmas lights you had right. holiday lights and all that nonsense and all of a sudden with the advent of mr trump coming on the scene who said if i'm president we'll say merry christmas and now everybody's saying merry christmas i mean all the stories so the, wonderful yeah it's just nuts what the devil thinks of and you know, so he, he's, you, he's been he's been messed up since the tower of babel doesn't, no. <laughs> he doesn't know he gets his he gets his tongue tangled around his eye tooth and he can't see what he's saying
0: <laughs> so we we have to be as the church you and i are called as salt and light (laughs) in the earth to make people aware and keep pulling them back into what is truth Absolutely. and not just what is man's opinion. If you turn on the news on any secular station, you're gonna hear man's opinion sure. day in and day out. But, but you know it's salt, the has two, that salt has, has two salt has two
1: qualities. It number one, it makes people thirsty. Yes, Our hallelujah. job as a Christian is to make people thirsty. That's right. And number two, it's a preservative. It preserves that's right. things. If, if there wasn't salt in the ocean, it'd be a mess. But it, but Boy, God that's preserves right. this stuff and uh, so we're salt and light. We're supposed to make people thirsty for the gospel, for Jesus, right. and we're also supposed to be the preservative to hold this place together until no, God gets right. ready to come get us.
0: As when Otherwise, you,
1: the devil will tear it up.
0: Well, it's like when people walk into their offices or their businesses where they work. They show up at a family reunion, a Christmas party, something along that line. When they walk in there, if they're going to be light the light of the glorious gospel oh, as paul said in what second corinthians 4 that the light of the glorious gospel shines through our hearts and our faces to people and other people sometimes may not notice but i guarantee you hell knows you're there no, that's exactly and the right. angels of the lord that well, are you in change there with your escort yeah your mm-hmm. your you're smile
1: you're being the salt you're yeah. being the light
0: <laughs> your smile your cheerful heart the comfort and joy i love the line in that uh You know, we're in the Christmas carol that says, oh, comfort and joy and great comfort comfort and and joy. That's everything that the church should bring to people Sure, is have that gladness and comfort and joy and make them thirsty for what you have. And then also be a preservative that you're going to be there with them and lead them into the things of God. And then the light of the glorious gospel we don't put it under a bushel we don't hide it under a bed frame we put it out there Absolutely. where people can see it so the church let the church be the and, church and we're
1: not just cheerleading we're not just throwing some little some little silly right. christian praise out there yeah, that right. so people know we're christian we're we're actually we're we're dominating the scene That's we're right. do, we're taking charge spiritual authority in the area where, I remember one time decades ago uh, I called Kenneth Copeland I was preaching in Florida and Kenneth was preaching in Florida. I was preaching on one side and he's preaching on the other side. And, and, uh, I called him up and said, Hey, bud, you want to, you want to go fishing? I said, I'll, I'll get us a fishing guide because Florida's great, great fishing. Right. And it was early in the year, like February or January or something, you know, and, and, uh, in Florida, that's, that's really a good time to catch bass. Right. You know, we're talking freshwater fishing now. And, uh, and you can catch your biggest bass in the first, in, in the, in the, in December, January, February, uh, in Florida because it's, you know, it's warm. And so I called Ken and said, "Uh, you want to go fishing? He said, yeah, I'd love that. And I said, well, I'll call the guide. I'll get us a guide and we'll go fishing. So he called me back a little bit. He said, oh, man, I forgot I've got an interview tomorrow. I can't do it. He said, dad's with me, you know, A.W. Copeland. He said, dad's with me. He said, "Uh, would you take dad? He said, he'd love it. I said, oh, I'd love to take A.W. He's my friend. And so uh, we went fishing uh, out in the Kissimmee chain, you know, out in central Florida. Right. right. And uh, Lake Toho, actually. And... uh, and we got there, it was a miserable day. Usually oh, Florida right. days are nice days, but right. it was a miserable day. It was cold, and it was overcast, and it oh, was right. raining, and it was it was windy, and it was it was everything wrong for bass fishing. <laughs> and when we got there, you know, uh, our guide uh, looked around, and he said, uh, gentlemen, I'm sorry. He said, uh, you know, I, maybe we ought to just cancel this trip. He said, it's, it's going to be a bad day. And I said, oh, no, no, it's going to be a blessed day. It's going to be a good day. We're going to put fish in the boat. I said, you're going to have one of your best Best times out here, you know, and AW AWC. Yeah, that's right, you know, and and uh, and so just to, within a few minutes, some other fishermen pulled up right next to us. They pulled their boat up. About, we was about to put the boat in the water. Mm-hmm. They pulled their boat up and they said, and they said, oh, and they started cussing, you know, and they said, this is a damned day. This is just a damn day to go fishing. This is just, and it was damn this and damn that and damn La-la. something else, and you know, and and uh, and I said, no, gentlemen, you've got it all wrong. I said, this is a blessed day. And he looked at me like I was from another country. You know, Tower of Babel has already <laughs> already arrived here. We're speaking different languages. And, uh, and they said, what? I said, oh, it's a blessed day. I said, this is a day the Lord's made, and we rejoice, and we're glad in it. And I said, it's a blessed day. We're going to catch fish today. I said, it's going to be a blessed day catching fish. It's going to be tremendous. And right. of course, A.W. just chimed right in, yes, sir, it's a blessed day. And we just went on about that. And we weren't being obnoxious Christians. Right. We weren't being a little silly christians just trying to be uh, charismaniacs you know we were declaring over our day i mean we're paying money for this and we're going to get right. out there in that weather right. and uh, we're going to go fishing which we both love and so we're, we're declaring over the, the day what it's going to be like when the professionals the guys just said no it's not going to be that way then the other fishermen showing up said no it's not going to be that way that it's actually damned we all know it's not damned it's blessed <laughs> and uh and so we That's went out right. fishing and i tell you renee we caught fish and we caught fish and we caught fish and we caught fish we caught a twelve pounder. We caught two wow. ten pounders. We caught uh, uh, four eight pounders. We we just caught fish all That's day wonderful. long. And uh, we got back to the to the to the marina about the same time those other boys we had seen during the day they hadn't caught a thing. They'd had a damn today. And uh, they said, uh, "Well, we told you it was going to be bad." Said, "We didn't catch a thing. How'd y'all do?" I said, "Oh man, we tore them up. We we got some big stuff in here." <laughs> we went over and opened our opened our ice chest, you know, and and pulled out this 12-pound bass and pulled out this 10-pound bass and pulled out a couple of eight. We threw most of them back, but we Mm. we were going to mount some of them or have them taxidermied. And AW had caught an eight, uh, eight and a half, I think it was, and the biggest Mm. fish he'd ever caught in his life, biggest bass he'd ever caught in his life. And he had that thing mounted and had it taxidermied. It hung in his office there at KCM. Uh, all the years he had that office, all the years he was in that office, he had hung in that office. Wow. And then whenever he left the office and went home, then he, he took it and it, we went home with him, you know. And, right. and, of course, he's in heaven today. I don't think he took it to heaven with him, but he's probably got better <laughs> bass up there now. Well. But uh, nevertheless, you know, we, we told those guys, they said, what? How would you do that? We said, we told you it going to be a blessed day. You know, we, our, our day is blessed. We we had decreed and, and declared right. over our day right. that it was a blessed day, not as a little charismaniac, not as a little right. Christian, uh, not as a little, you know, let's just say our little Christian no. uh, memory verse. Exactly. You know, we, we declared over the day that's that right. this is a blessed day. It's blessed of Almighty God, and we're that's going right. out here fishing, and we're going to catch some fish. And those other guys said, no, it's a damn day, and we're not going to catch anything. And sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, uh-huh. they didn't.
0: I think that's an, uh, just an excellent example as well as a, a good story. You know, I've got a picture that. I'll, I'll post it.
1: Some of y'all that are my Facebook friends, you watch on Facebook, I'll post it here in a day or two, a picture of A.W. and his, his eight-pound-plus bass.
0: Well, it you know, it, it's always those good things to show you as trophies, and it's important for you and I to realize, like Terry is wanting to emphasize to you here today, is that we need to back away from the frivolity of just being religious, Holy Ghost-filled uh, church people things that we can say among those that we have fellowship with but when we're out there in the world there needs to be like Terry was saying that we really operate in dominion that there's a sobriety about us that we're um, if that we when we open our mouth that there is our words are weighty as the Bible says and with power and that we're there to show uh, sincere love the Apostle Paul said let your love be without dissimulation which just simply means let your love be sincere and that people can see that you have integrity, you're, you're a quality person, Absolutely. that when you say God bless you or when you say thank you very much, that there's a sincerity Well, there's, a difference, at, in there's it a difference in saying it from your head right.
1: and saying it from your spirit. You know, yeah. I've got a whole tape series we call, what did we call it, uh, 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 Blood Warriors, I think, yes. is where we where we really dealt with that. Uh, a series I talked called Blood Warriors, right. and I was talking about that very thing about about Christians can say something out of their head, right? And it doesn't mean anything, and and you know it's just it's wasted words. But then you say some things out of your spirit, and it absolutely right. changes the atmosphere. Uh, the surroundings that you're living in. Right. And you, and I use, the, I, I know I use the example that sometimes I'll say something in a church service and tell everybody, right. say this, say I'm blessed or I'm, I'm, I'm prosperous or I'm healed, you know, and, and people will say it. Or Brother Copeland, you know, Brother Copeland will say, I mean, he, you know, he gets on TV and so he's got a huge audience. And so when he says something, people repeat it. And uh, I know the last several years he said, he said, uh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Right. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. <laughs> well, when Kenneth says that, right, Renee. It didn't come out of his head, no when Kenneth says that he comes right out of his spirit he says, Bless God, I'm blessed and highly favored of Almighty God, and, and I weight. mean that means something, and it yeah. it, it penetrates the atmosphere, right. but you know the average person that hears him say it, the average churchgoer goer right. or, or, or listening to him uh When they first say it, it comes out of their spirit, too. They say, yeah, that's good. I'm blessed and highly favored. But pretty soon over a period of four months, six months, eight months, pretty soon you'll walk into church and say to somebody, hey, how you doing, buddy? And they'll say, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. You're what? (laughs) I'm blessed and highly favored. I mean, it's just a—it's become a charismatic cliche. Now, not with Kenneth.
0: No. He's
1: still saying it from his spirit. Right. But see, all these other people, they started off in their spirit. Right. But somewhere over the weeks and months, it turned into just a saying. Right. It turned into a motto. It turned into a little right. charismatic cliche of, I'm blessed and highly favored. And they don't anymore mean that. In fact, they don't even hear themselves say it.
0: No, that's right. And, and so
1: we as Christians have got to always make sure we're talking out of our spirit. Exactly. That I'm healed. I'm blessed. I'm right. prosperous. I'm blessed and highly favored of Almighty God. I'm blessed and can't be cursed. Devil can't curse me. Exactly. And we're speaking out of our spirit. Right. But if you don't watch out, just in daily life, daily living, it'll it'll slip right out of your spirit, right up into your head. And then you're just saying, oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Oh, I'm in favor. Right. I'm blessed and can't be cursed. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm prospered. I'm here. Right. You don't no more mean that. And hell hell knows you don't mean it. Well, hell knows right. there's no power behind it <laughs> because it's coming out of your head, not out of your spirit.
0: Well, faith, faith should have a, a more... Profound, weighty sound to it, oh, and so you and I together. I guess that's the that's the theme of our message today: is that we want you to start out the year realizing how the Bible says, "Let your gaze be yea's and your nays be nays." Amen. Not, another little clue in Proverbs: it says, "In the multitude of words, transgression is not lacking." Yeah, so transgression don't will
1: show up. You <laughs> talk too much.
0: Jesus said, "People think they will be heard." the The scribes and Pharisees for their much speaking. Yeah. Well, and, and the so word it's not says, the quantity "It says of if." Words. The There's an
1: uncertain sound from the trumpet. Right. If you're out on the battlefield and the trumpet makes an uncertain sound and half the army doesn't know if that's, a, that's to charge or retreat, and right. half of them are charging and half of them are retreating, the, the Bible says if the, certain gives an, if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, how will they prepare for battle? Right. See, it's confusing. And so if our, if our talking is an uncertain sound, right. you know, we're trying to impress our relatives at Christmas or we're trying to say something to somebody <laughs> and we just start spitting out these things and not, right. not out of our spirit but out of our right. head, uh, sometimes we just look like a fool.
0: Well in the Bible, But if we we'll
1: speak it out of our spirit, things exactly. begin to happen.
0: Life and death and the power of the tongue. Absolutely. James said to be slow to speak, but but let me give you a little clue. Listen to how you pray. When you're praying and you use the name of Jesus twenty five times in your prayer and you say, Father God, another thirty times. Every time in you your start praying, a sentence. And your which one of those did you release your faith on? Listen to how you pray, not only publicly but before the Lord. When you look at those at those examples that Jesus gave, I'll find you the reference here shortly. But it said over there that that two men went up on the housetop. The parable that he gave, and he said that the the sinner wouldn't even hardly look up to pray, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the Pharisee, the Amplified says, praying before himself. Uh, he was listening to his prayer to how profound it sounded. And God, God wants you to pray from the heart witness from the heart, love from the heart. Sometimes people in a workplace, you're, you don't have the freedom to just explain everything in the Bible, but you can, by your compassion, by your loyalty, by your generosity, by your hard work, everything in there and your graciousness, towards your co-workers will speak volumes into their heart about the kind of person you are and the quality from which you think and live and the mindset from which you produce thought. So I just want to encourage you with those things here today. Our time's gone and we've got to go, but we want you to know that that's the message for today. Pay attention to what you're saying. As Terry said, speak with dominion speak with sincerity speak with the quality of what god's trying to say not only to you in your own soul but when you minister and just speak in conversation to other people don't try to preach don't try to just impress god with your praying in your private time but say it from the sincerity of your heart and realize that God's looking for quality, not just quantity. <laughs> well, our time has gone for today. And Terry and I, again, want to just wish you, And but we're praying for you uh, that during this Christmas season, that as you prepare for the new year, that you're going to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, that you're not going to be uh, in any way diminished, but you're going to have great comfort and joy, both spirit, soul, and body. And that it's not quantity of things, it's quality of life. And so with that in mind, we want to remind you that you can join us again here every week at TerryMize.com, our podcast play for a week, and then we put a new one up every Wednesday. And we've got some wonderful things for you on our website. You can find products over there and order for us just to start the year off right. Well, I was amazed at how many people called our office and bought things to give to relatives, you know, over the holiday season. So anyway, we want to. And and there's
1: there's over sixty in the archives. They don't just have to listen to the current one that's playing. They they can go back in the archives and pull up one from. You know, last November or last December or last, you know, whatever.
0: You can put yourself through Bible school and just take these little podcasts, and they're free to you to use in any way that will be a blessing to you and help you grow and develop in your Christian life as you influence others and take people to heaven. Well,
1: You know, we're charging 2018, Renee. We're charging 2018 (laughs) with blood in our eye and fire in our bones, our swords drawn, our shields up, and we're absolutely not retreating. And uh we're going forward and taking this that's thing right. you know you know every year at this time in in december we uh we, we, and in January too we we do a fruit inspection yeah, you know where's the fruit from last year? oh no, that's right and uh, that's what we want to impress heaven with and that's what we want to that's what we want to be looking for we live for that's title. Right. we're living for testimonies, not titles and uh, so we we want a lot of testimonies for 2018 so that's we're right. excited about what God's doing amen amen God bless you. And uh, belated Merry Christmas, but uh, we love you. We're (laughs) for you. You're more than conquerors. Amen. And uh, we'll uh, catch us on the podcast. We've got some good word for you.
0: Amen. Goodbye, folks. See you next time. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.